Hey guys, welcome to Mind Check. My name is Praveen. And this is Shane. Um, we are occupational therapists. Mm-hmm. Uh, our specialty is mental health. We primarily work with the uh, youth population, Shane. Ages what? Six. Five. Five? Yeah. Yeah, five. yeah there's, there's a patient that was yeah. five. Five through 17. Yeah, and then I work, I dabble in uh, outpatient adults for mental health as yeah. well. Um, well, uh, thank you for letting us be here, part of um, uh, lunch and lunch power. Lunch power. I remember yeah. those days. Yeah. So I invited Shane um, for this conversation. Um, uh, today's topic is uh, anxiety. Um, it's a interesting and powerful topic. Um, uh, just before we go into it, just a little disclaimer: if this episode triggers any unsettling emotions, we always recommend um, seeking your therapist, local therapist, and, you know, have a, have a, have a talk with them. Um, well, let's always, get to it, yeah? Always healthy. Always oh, healthy. Oh, yeah. always, he- always healthy to talk to someone about it. Definitely. Go ahead. Anxiety is painful. Oh, it's scary. It's very scary, you know, and what's interesting with anxiety is um, people will quickly say, oh, just calm down, you just relax, you know, you'll be over it. But people feel, uh, uh, people fail to realize that anxiety is just not a simple... Uh, emotional experience. It, yeah, it's much much deeper. Yeah, it's it's not easy to fix at that moment. You know, no, you no. you go through uh, uh, situations and events and moments where yeah. you feel anxious, and sometimes you want to stop it, but you you can't. You can't. Um, it's you know when your brain is constantly in thinking mode, it's it's exhausting. It's like it's exhausting on 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 the body itself, and then when you know that you're overreacting and overthinking, mm. but it's difficult to stop, mm-hmm. and that's stressful. Very stressful. Right? Um, some get actually mad at themselves for actually having anxiety because deep down inside they're suffering. They're saying, why am I dealing with this? And so, you know, they tend to be upset at themselves for not having control over that anxiety. Anxiety um, is a condition that uh, we work with all the time. Yeah. Right? Um I've learned that if I see 10 patients, out of 10 patients, I'm going to take this off, it's kind of distracting me. Um, it's distracting of, me. <laughs> yeah. Out of 10 patients, mm-hmm. um, 9 out of 10 will say, yeah, I have anxiety. Um, we have come to recognize that through our clients and treating our clients, um, that the anxiety isn't just about the mind, but there's a, a mind and body connection. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people um, don't know if they're anxious unless uh, their body's telling them. Exactly, right? exactly. And there's, sometimes there's a disconnect. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a patients that I've had that, oh, my body, my body is, is twitching or, you know, I, mm-hmm. uh, my, mm-hmm. I can't stop shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's because of anxiety. They, they don't know that they're having anxiety, but their body is telling them that they Absolutely. do. Absolutely. And then I want to also add to that is when your body and mind are giving you these messages. As Shane said, your body's telling you something. Those emotions is actually a messaging system. Your body wants you to pay attention to those emotions, especially from anxiety, because those when you feel anxiety, those emotions are pretty profound. Mm-hmm. And it's your way of telling yourself, hey, something is up, I need to address it. Yeah. Um, anxiety and their symptoms they manifest in such different ways, right? I, I'm going to go ahead and say they manifest 
in, in a way that it kind of, uh, it's based on your character and trait, hmm. right? So everybody experiences anxiety, but everybody experiences it uniquely different, mm-hmm. right? Um, so some of the characteristics of anxiety, for example, um, when you think about symptoms, you, oh. th- uh, you think about, uh, you know, PTSD, yeah. social anxiety, mm-hmm. um, phobias. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right? I got my I list, of pay, uh, uh, list here just in case I forget. Oh, OCD is one of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Panic attacks. So as you can see, those are all different branches of, of, of anxiety. And so um, how, why does one person have social anxiety while someone else has phobias, right? And it all, it's, 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 it's about your characteristic. It's, it's about your makeup. Right? It would be like life experiences too. Like, exactly. And like, uh, yeah. Exactly. So I think it, if we add to that, it would be maybe the way you, our upbringing. Mm. Uh, maybe you were raised, uh, example for me, my mom was a worry ward, mm. right? And so I became a worry ward, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, if you're raised to believe that um, uh, uh, cats are fearful, then growing up, you're going to say, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of those cats. Yeah. You know, I'm bugs. still scared of those cats. Right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I guess what we're trying to say is anxiety comes in different forms and it's unique to each individual. Yeah. Right. And the other thing I want to add to it is uh, symptoms. I want to talk about symptoms a little bit. Anxiety has interesting symptoms. Um, there's textbook symptoms, but I want to kind of add a little bit more based on what um, we've encountered every time we assess a client. Um, every time we interview a client, we always ask uh, cl- our clients if they experience anxiety, if they heard of anxiety. Um, and then we go down the symptoms of anxiety. So I want to kind of go down the list of symptoms that... Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so if you were my client, I would ask you, um, do you experience uh, nervousness and sometimes nervousness for no reason? Do you worry a lot? Do you have a lot of racing thoughts? Um, is it hard to sleep at night yeah. because those racing thoughts are always there? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, negative thinking. Uh, are you telling yourself you're not good enough, you're a failure, I'm ugly, I'm fat, and the list kind of goes on. Yeah. For some people, um, fear. Uh, sometimes it's unexplainable fear. As if something is about to happen, but nothing's happening. But they're just, on that particular day, they're just walking on eggshells. Yeah. Uh, Excessive guilt is, is one of them where you, just, where you kind of beat yourself up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that I, a psychiatrist told me which is um, a ringing in the ear, mm-hmm. ear a high-pitched tone that fades yeah. and fades out. Uh, migraine headaches. That, yeah, you always ask that. That was one that I always remember. It, like headaches right behind the, the eye or the ear yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just right here. Yeah, and, and the headaches almost come uh, almost daily for mm-hmm. uh, a good length of period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, increased appetite, decreased appetite, upset stomach, uh, diarrhea, constipation, nausea frequently, uh, short-term memory, forgetful. Um, oh, a numbness, tingling in your fingertips, feet, sweaty palms. Oh. Um, some people with anxiety, um, they have a hard time making decisions. Mm-hmm. They tend to procrastinate a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, indecisive. Yeah. There's also the paranoia factor where they're wondering, and not in a psychotic way, but paranoia in a way that socially, are, are, are people looking at me? Yeah. Are they judging me? Like uh, your insecurities are like exacerbated in a way. Yes. Right? Yeah. You're just way more uh, intense. Yeah, intense. Right? So those are the symptoms that we always ask our clients. And I think it's good to be really aware of those symptoms. Um, 
for on, on a personal level too, because that's where uh, those symptoms are your messaging system, as well we talked about this earlier. Um, those are the emotions you want to pay at- attention to. Um, then there's that mind and body disconnect. Yeah. Right? Which is really weird, and but fascinating at the same time. Yeah. Because uh, there's, times, there's times where I'm like, you know, having a normal day, I'm happy, but then like, you know, um, I get a headache for no reason, or like for for a reason that I um, that that I'm not aware of, you know, or or my hands start shaking, or I get sweaty. Yeah, my palms get sweaty, and yeah. like, wait, what's happening, kind of thing. Exactly. But it was a, it's like a, a reaction to um, uh, my body being uh, anxious. Right. You might be at the movies at a restaurant, and your mind is your mind is saying, "Hey, everything's okay, everything is safe." But your body's saying, no, I, I'm not safe. You know, you're, you, you, you can feel your heart racing. Yeah. You can feel the sweating. You can, yeah. I mean, things are happening. Or the other way around, which is you're having racing thoughts, but your body's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's always that mind and body connection. And that's an important piece. Uh, so one thing I want to kind of throw out there is, um, you know, there's always talk therapy. Mm-hmm. And talk therapy is great, right? You know, um, CBT, DBT, all that kind of stuff. And I, it's wonderful. I would say I highly recommend that um, when you seek a therapist. One thing about talk therapy is um, they tend to, they really help you with identifying the anxiety, where it's coming from, the root of it. Um, but sometimes what we tend to miss is that mind and body connection. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important piece. Yeah. Being mindful of your own body to understand if, uh, to be aware if you're yeah. anxious or not. You know, as you're talking, Praveen, I, I realized, like, you know, anxiety, it's not uh, always a bad thing, though. I think, no. I think anxiety is uh, um, something that's normally um, experienced by a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think people with, like, you know, uh, generalized anxiety disorder or people that, um, that have uh, problems with anxiety are people that uh, are in cases where anxiety inhibits, like, you know, is de- uh, inhibits them from doing normal day things. Right. So, for example, uh, I would say, uh, like, social anxiety, you know, meeting people, like, being social and you can't, um, or uh, just go, um, uh, t- uh, taking a test kind of thing and getting yeah. testing anxiety. Very situational. Situational, but it's it's when anxiety inhibits you from doing things that are meaningful. Yeah. And, um, you know, as mm-hmm. an occupational therapist, that's where we come in. Yeah. You know, yeah. all these meaningful activities that that uh, people experience um, are hindered by anxiety, and we try to help them out. But, you know, I just wanted to say that anxiety is, is, is a normal thing. Like, everyone... It's normal. Yeah. Everyone, everyone experiences it. Um, yeah. You know, uh, from... I do I do speeches I do groups at work I I sing and I get I get anxious which is normal which is normal right so ab- absolutely you know taking just before taking an exam you have a little bit of anxiety which is normal sometimes and, and anxiety is also a good thing right because anxiety gives you that sort of uh, um, flight fight or freeze right and uh, it, it's your again it's your messaging system your body's telling you okay what are you going to do about this right. Um, some factors that sort of um, trigger anxiety mm-hmm. or the infancy of anxiety. One of them is um, the genetic component. Uh, for some, anxiety runs in the family. Oh, yeah. Right? And you may not even <laughs> recognize that, right? Um, oh, man. Yeah. And sometimes that uh, genetic component, that, that, that switch is not turned on yet. And sometimes that switch could be turned on when you experience stress. 
You know what? To kind of think about it, I, I do get some anxiety from my parents. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I, I mean, that could be that genetic component. It's also like, I feel like it's also learned in a way too. Like I've yes. seen, yes. I've seen um, my my dad do this, and this is how he deals with anxiety. So and we pick it up. Oh yeah. Well, just like I was saying earlier, my uh, mom's a worry board, and actually so is my dad. So having two parents that worry a lot. Um, you just kind of pick up those those, yeah. those habits, and then all of a sudden you train. I'm gonna say it again: you train your brain to be an anxious organ. Yeah, like and it, sometimes it's just out of your control. It just happens based on how you're raised. It's for, like normalized. For, for example. Yeah. So genetics, right? The other one would be is chemical imbalance. So sometimes we are born with a chemical imbalance that triggers anxiety, and this is where um, medications come in. And they try to balance out that those chemicals to decrease those symptoms. There's a lot of that here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Then there's the environmental factors, and often we refer to that as trauma. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, totally. Uh, negative life experiences that were frightening, um, that were hurtful emotionally, physically. Yeah. yeah. Any, the trauma is very subjective too, and uh, mm-hmm. trauma could be anything from parents divorcing, parents fighting, abandonment issues, yeah. physical, emotional abuse to loss. Bullying, breakups. So trauma, what trauma does is it kind of, um, after the experience, it takes that experience, your brain takes that experience, and it puts it into your memory bank. It kind of freezes it, right? Um, And when it freezes it, you may then have your everyday life, and then you come across an event or an incident that symbolizes that frozen event, that yeah. frozen memory, and it triggers that yeah. trauma again. Oh, yeah, totally. And that can cause anxiety. And I think we kind of, we, you know, it's like PTSD is the, 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 the other term, flashbacks, yeah. panic attacks. Patterns. Exactly. Yeah. So that, um, that's when you want to go um, uh, really seek a trauma-informed therapist, I believe they, it's, 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 it's labeled as, and where they kind of really uh, help you kind of through that trauma process and mm-hmm. really, ex- really exploring that. Yeah. Um, there's one thing that we talk about is the cycle of anxiety. The cycle. Yeah. Um, we've also learned that um, human beings, we tend to talk about details of our lives. Mm-hmm. So um, we talk uh, about the outskirts of a, a, a traumatic event, for example, or just an event that was very unpleasant, but we don't really dive in and talk about our emotions and feelings. So, for example... Um, I may sit here and tell you guys a story about an argument I had with my wife, and I can tell you all these details. The temperature outside, what time it was, what we fought about. Mm-hmm. But I may not speak about the deep-rooted emotions and thoughts that, I, that, that stem from that argument. So, yeah. for example, I may not share with you guys, you know, I'm, I feel like a failure as a husband. I feel embarrassed. I'm scared my marriage is falling apart. Um, those deep-rooted emotions, I'm internalizing. Of course. So we kind of talk about um, being like a, a little bottle. That's right. With, you, uh, where you stuff in all that uh, liquid or those feelings, and uh, like a, a soda bottle or a, right. You know, and you shake it all up and and it pops. Oh my gosh. Right. And if you think about that bottle, uh, the way I imagine I imagine that bottle is it's 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 right here, and you're always internalizing. We're always filling that bottle. It's got a tight lid, and once in a while, it's gonna burst. When it bursts, we call that a panic attack. When it doesn't burst, the brain does, know, does not know what to do with all those emotions. Yeah. It's a powerful organ for some reason. It can't organize all those emotions. Mm-hmm. So the brain 
converts it all into one feeling, which is anxiety. And then we start that whole cycle of anxiety. Rawls filling the bottle is producing anxiety. Yeah. The goal here is one of the, uh, uh, I always say to my clients, one of the best coping skills, one of the best treatments is talking. Oh, I was going to say food, but <laughs> talking, yes. Talking, <laughs> expressing your feelings, you guys, yes, expressing absolutely. what you're really internalizing. Again, human beings, we're really good at talking about details of our lives, but we don't really express our true emotions. And you may ask, you know, it's uh, maybe it's sometimes really hard to talk about how you feel. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. It takes practice. It takes practice. You know, um... I can say uh, truthfully that I'm able to express how I feel mm-hmm. because I give myself opportunities to do so. And, you know, because I'm a therapist and I believe in therapy, but, you know, I I do practice just telling people who I love and trust my emotions. And um, it just it feels good when you're able to just let it all out Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in the right way. Absolutely. It, it's an instant relief when you can actually... Um let out some of that anxiety. Oh, yeah. Verbally, right? Yeah. Go ahead. There's other ways. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, treatment. Um, we talked about self-expression, talking. Uh, gosh, I say education, psychoeducation. So I always tell my clients, get educated on your condition. Get educated on your diagnosis. Learn about the symptoms. Um, learn about how it works. You know, when you do talk therapy, ask the therapist, you know, a, a simple question, why am I having anxiety? You know, it started four years. Give, give them a little timeline and ha- have the therapist help you recognize the history of your anxiety because yeah. there's always a history, yeah. right? Um, uh, so education is important. Yeah. I, uh, I think, yeah, when you know more about your diagnosis, the mm-hmm, more you, mm-hmm. you feel uh, maybe confident in the fact that, you know what, I have anxiety, I know how to deal with it, it yeah. it's this and this and this. But it's easier, it's easier to catch anxiety, too, when you can see what it is like. Yeah. And education also lightens the load. Yeah. In other words, if you don't know something, it's always going to be more stressful. Because human beings, we want to know everything. Well, we want thing, to be in control. Right? Unknown, the unknown is always stressful, yeah. usually. Yeah. Right? So learning about your anxiety, that's good insight, good education. It really helps you lighten the load. Um, CBT is often... Cognitive a, behavioral therapy. Definitely. Um, that's, a, that's often used for uh, treating anxiety. Um, as, um, CBT believes in um, you know, education, coping strategies. Um, one of the things that CBT believes in is um, really catching your irrational thoughts. Oh, yeah. Irrational thinking. That's my favorite. Right? Like for those uh, people who are very uh, much uh, uh, thinkers and they, they, um, they're able to, um, uh, they like to think a lot. Um, I feel like that uh, rational thinking is very important for those who can do that. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I think uh, if I just want to add, add um, a little side note to that. So um, when, you, when you think about anxiety, it's based on fear, um, the fear of the future. We're always uh, wondering and concerned about the worst-case scenario that's going to happen to us. It's the future. Then when you think about the other part of anxiety, we're always rehashing the past. But we are not thinking about the here and now, the middle part, which yeah. is trying to be really in the now, which is the mindful techniques. Yes. Right? Um, the other component of uh, CBT is also reframing negative thinking to positive thinking. Um, my favorite. One of my right? favorites again. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional responses, like uh, teaching ourselves 
to not to be so reactive to an emotion, but to sit back and think about how can I respond to this emotion in a healthy manner. Yeah. Right? Um, breaking up that automatic thinking. Oh. Because negative thinking is <laughs> very cyclic, very addictive. That's the biggest like thing that I feel like a lot of people do, and it be, it's because it's so automatic. You yeah. Know? Yeah. When you when you're put in a situation where it's uh, uh, you, you already think of negative thoughts, yeah. um, a situation, and um, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, maybe like the social thing where you come into a room and like, oh, these people don't like me. I feel like they you didn't right. even talk to them or anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're they're judging me right now. Definitely. But, you know, it's just those net automatic thoughts that you have, and it could be very, 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 very um, dangerous. And you have to catch them. So it's, again, being really mindful of those emotions, being mindful of the symptoms, being mindful of your negative thinking, the assumptions, and then making those healthy choices, whether it's uh, reframing your negative thinking to positive thinking, um, teaching yourself how to respond more in a healthy manner and really catching those negative thoughts. You know, there's art therapy and of course we can't forget medication and depending on the severity uh, of your anxiety, you guys, um, that'll sort of, um, a, a clinician and therapist will plan out your, your, therap- their, your therapeutic plan, your program. And um, sometimes medication might be part of that deal. Oh yeah. Right? And I I want to also add that because anxiety is heavily based on fear and negative thinking, the worst case scenario, it actually starts to affect your self-esteem. Oh, totally. It starts to bring your self-esteem down where you, again, that becomes a cycle. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, well, that's our, in a nutshell, we kind of want to just give you some education on the topic of anxiety and some um, therapeutic strategies. Um, we just want you guys to go out there, and uh, if you're facing any of these symptoms, um, manage it by, please, talking, uh, learning about it, uh, seek a therapist, and let them um, kind of plan your therapy uh, program for you. Yeah. Um, you know, again, reframing your thoughts to um, negative to positive. Um, and, and knowing that anxiety is much deeper than just worries. Yeah. So for those that... Uh, are telling your loved ones to just relax, get over it, you'll be okay. You know, be a little more empathetic, be a little more graceful. And ask why they're anxious. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I think that's the big thing. I think people who are feeling anxious, um, they're yearning for that type of support. Yeah. Um, and the best way to support is just understanding why they're anxious, if they're ready to talk about it. But bare bones, bare bones in the beginning of it all, um, just to having an opportunity to discuss anxiety will help a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, on that note, um, thank you for allowing us to be part of this uh, lunch. Uh, We want to wish you guys a good lunch. Um, My name is Praveen. And I'm Shane. And I'm not anxious because I'm talking about my emotions. That's right. (laughs) Have a great day, guys. God bless. Bye.